Hello, and welcome to the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe, a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. For the last few weeks, we've been engaged in a series on godly storytelling. And we started with the question, is your story good before God? And what I've done is I've presented to you what I believe to be the primary markers for godly storytelling, which are characterized by five basic keynotes. I've also said that these criteria are different than the current standards that exist in Christendom. Because the primary way of thinking right now is that a good story is one that lacks sex, language, and violence. And also that a godly story ought to end in hope. It ought to have a happy ending. And the other underlying criteria seems to be that it must somehow preach the gospel. And I reject all three of those things in favor of these principles that I have laid out. And I've challenged each of these things. Now, I intended to actually take on the question of language in today's episode. Can Christians ever use bad words in their stories? But upon reflection, I decided not to do that. The truth is I have already provided five principles that give you everything you need to be able to reason through that question on your own. A commitment to truth-telling, a commitment not to harm your audience, a commitment to honestly portray both good and evil, a commitment to limit voyeurism in favor of involvement or connection, and of course, a commitment to leave open the possibility for redemption. Those are the five keynotes, the five principles that I believe we can apply to any particular story challenge and figure out the right way through it. And those five principles imply certain solutions, right? They've got solutions built into the formula themselves. However, today I want to give you some additional solutions, some additional tools that I believe will help you as you grapple with these five principles. And I think that these solutions will also help you with some of these other areas that I haven't unpacked, like whether or not you can use language. So I'm going to give you tools or solutions to truly have a godly story, one that you can be proud of, and yet one that is truly excellent so that it can actually compete in the marketplace of ideas. Because I do not believe that the goal of Christian quote-unquote Art ought to be to preach the gospel. That is not our goal. That should not be the goal. The goal is to be like all other storytellers, to tell an excellent story. And insofar as that story is true and reflects a biblical Christian worldview, then that story is good and pleasing to God. So in addition to the solutions that are implied by the principles themselves, I'll start with solution number one. Since the goal is to commit to telling the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, the solution is to reflect a genuinely Christian worldview. The very first solution that all of these imply is to reflect a genuinely Christian worldview. Now, the problem is, is that a lot of us don't. We don't do that because we have not brushed up on theology. A lot of us have actually inadvertently adopted some very non-Christian views of the world. 
The fact of the matter is, most Christians today would be hard-pressed to articulate some of the key tenets of Orthodox theology. And this is because, in my humble opinion, I believe the Church is doing a poor job at teaching true theology. See, what the Church has done is they have focused on felt needs. The Church is focused on feelings. It's focused on even social activism. It's focused on things that we might call practical or everyday felt needs. But it doesn't focus too much on theology. So when you go to a church service today, it takes you through an emotional journey. That's how it attracts people. That's how it keeps people involved, is it sort of emotionally manipulates the masses. There are very few classes focused on teaching people the basic tenets, the essential doctrines of the church. And I believe that's a mistake. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. And I believe we are at a precipice. We are at a turning point, a crossing point in the world today where that lack of knowledge is going to destroy us. So you need to reflect a genuine Christian worldview. But in order to do that, you have to know what a genuinely Christian worldview is, which means you may need to stop writing for a little bit and brush up on your basic Christian tenets, on theology. Now, a lot of people don't see this as being practical, but I see it as being essential. It is the foundation of everything. Everything flows out of truth, what you believe. We don't have behavior problems. We have belief problems. So if we continue to be engaged in wrong activities, it's probably because we have false beliefs, which means we need to correct those beliefs. Now, keep in mind, I don't believe that you need to learn this so that you can preach these things in your stories. That's not the goal. The goal is simply to tell stories about people, characters, who actually reflect the truth of the world as it really has been created. And you can't do that if you don't know. So again, solution number one, reflect a genuinely Christian worldview. And if you don't know what that is, go find out. Because it's the only truth that there is. And any deviation from it means that you are propagating a lie. And shame on you if that's the case. Which leads me to number two. Because the truth of the matter is, even if we reflect a genuinely Christian worldview and we know what that is, that doesn't mean that we always get it right because we're artists. And sometimes we just need the help of others to be able to know, is this right? It does this work. So that means we need solution number two, which is to live in consultation. The fact of the matter is we must open ourselves to feedback from people that we respect, who have a solid foundation in theology, but also human psychology and also art. Because guess what? As intelligent as my pastor might be in the area of theology, if he doesn't understand art, he's not going to be able to give me a very good perception of whether or not what I'm doing works. He can only give me feedback on his own area of expertise. Now, the problem, of course, is that it's hard to find people who are familiar in all three of those areas. 
that have true knowledge and wisdom in all three of those areas. But that's what you need. That's what you need. Somebody who can speak to you in all three of those areas. Now, I will say that this is something I am hoping to solve through the storyteller's mission. I'm hoping to establish a community of like-minded people who have similar training in the arts, but also have a strong foundation in Christian thought and worldview, and also pretty solid foundation in psychology. That's what you're looking for. The point though, is that you need to live in consultation. You must be open to feedback, but you have to get it from the right places. Okay. Number three, and this one's huge. You need to go back to the well of creativity. What we've talked about here is, for example, a commitment to do no harm to your audience or to your crew or your actors. And of course, that you need to limit voyeurism in favor of involvement or connection and all the other things that we've talked about. The problem is that we're not always sure how to do that. And the problem is also that I'm saying you can talk about anything because it's not what you're showing, but it's how you're showing it. Well, that means that there is a solution. That means that there is a way for you to honestly portray, for example, both good and evil in a way that works for your story. But in order to get there, you're going to have to go back to the well of creativity. We have to be better. We have to be more excellent. So for example, let me bring up cussing at this point. Let's say that I'm writing a prison scene and I have these characters who are criminals. Well, here's what I can't do. I can't deliberately leave off the crassness that would come with that kind of environment, the kind of roughness that those people live in because they're criminals in the criminal justice system. I can't portray that world as a country club or as a church gathering. That is not realistic. On the other hand, it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to be gratuitous in my cussing simply because they're in that particular world. There is a way to do it where I am honestly representing that world without necessarily having to resort to things like cussing. But what I can't do is replace cuss words with fake cuss words. That's just horrible. That's the worst thing you could do. You can't have them say, well, shucks. Well, darn it, golly gee. I mean, that is totally violating the honesty, the truthfulness of that world. So you can't do that. So what you have to do is go back to the well of creativity. What could you do? And I will submit to you, this is where we start getting good at using visual images in place of dialogue. See, the better I am as a writer, the more visual images I can create, the less I even have to rely on dialogue. And now all of a sudden, it's not a detriment for me because I don't have to use language. I can describe in picture what's happening. I might have a character, for example, who instead of dropping the F-bomb, 
goes crazy in his cell and knocks everything over or picks up a chair in the lunchroom and cracks a guy over the head and then it turns into this big brawl or a guy who is out in the yard during the few daylight hours they get and he just runs and runs and runs to try to burn off that excessive violent energy. I don't know, but he doesn't have to cuss. You go back to the well of creativity and you show me by using visual images, which means you need to become a better writer. You need to learn to rely on things other than language. We start to get better and better and we go back to the well. Number four. Now I've already mentioned that we need to understand human psychology, but here's the real key. If you want to honestly portray both good and evil, then you need to be in touch with your own sin nature. You need to take into account human psychology and you start with yourself. Now, the reason that this is so radical is because it calls for a fundamental change in the way that we do this thing called Christianity. Because frankly, the way we've been doing it has been to hide, has been to pretend, has been to whitewash all the bad things and be very, very positive, focus on being positive, but there's a fear in there, a fear of being real, a fear of going to the dark places. And we need to stop hiding. We need to stop pretending. We need to stop being afraid. We need to know ourselves and be honest about what we see when we look at our own hearts. And we need to use that because that is the first place, the best place that we can go to understand human psychology. We need to be honest about our own sin nature. We need to understand what we're capable of. And then we need to try to understand our characters from that perspective. And then we won't be guilty of writing them as caricatures because they will be real to us. We will understand them at a deeper level. Now, here's the thing. This implies something huge. And I'm hesitant to say this because I don't want to offend. But I also feel like we need to be called out on this. And that is, we need to stop approaching the work like children. We need to grow up. This is one reason why it drives me nuts when I go to these Christian conferences. And I love them, by the way. I absolutely love them. But when I'm confronted with certain people who are disturbed because I use R-rated clips in my classes, and I want to say, R-rated doesn't mean bad. It means adult content. It means it's for a mature audience. And you know what? We better be mature. If you can't handle that, how in the world can you handle the really dark things of this world? There are some really dark things in this world. Satan doesn't wear kids' gloves. When he attacks us, he takes us to dark and evil places. When he gets a hold of somebody, it isn't child's play. 
But if we only think like children who cannot be tainted by somebody else's language or whatever it is that you perceive, then how can those people truly get help from you? How can you be any good to the church at all? We need to grow up. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became an adult, I put childish things behind me. We need to stop disrespecting or condescending to our audience. We need to stop trying to teach them a lesson. But how do we do that? We do it by resisting the temptation to fix it which is my very last solution that I offer you today. Number five, we need to resist the temptation to fix it. So I will pick up there next week. In the meantime, I hope that these solutions are helpful to you. And I certainly hope that you're not offended by them. The truth of the matter is I feel compelled to challenge the church to be better because we're losing the battle in the marketplace of ideas. And we need to be better. We need to get better. We need to be excellent and stop settling for mediocrity. And I believe the only way we can do that is if we adopt some new tenants here and let the old ones go. So I invite you and encourage you to reflect on the principles and the solutions and see where you might be being called or challenged to change things in your own story. And I also challenge you to continue improving yourself as an artist. We must continue to increase our craft. We can have these principles all day long, but if we don't have the skills, we simply will never be able to compete in the marketplace of ideas. Now, of course, I want to invite you to take my classes because I believe it is going to make you a better artist. And if that's something you're interested in, then I have a class available right now and it's called Formatting as an Art Form. This is a class for screenwriters. It's ready, it's available for you. And for a limited time, there is a discount of 50% off. Go to my website, storytellersmission.com and you will find the sign-up page for that class. In the meantime, I want to thank you for joining me on the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Delwo. May you go forth inspired to change the world for the better through story.